Welcome to Moving With Life. This is episode number 18. I am Andy Acosta, and my friend Brian Lovinos will be joining me today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for lending us your ears for the next hour and a half or so. Please subscribe. Please leave reviews. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So episode number 18 includes me and Brian, Eddie wasn't able to make it due to schedule conflicts, which usually we try to get it done, or at least we try to schedule, you know, maybe Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. But given we had a get, we were gigging this week, this past weekend at Hillbillies, and then Sunday was Mother's Day, so I ended up call, I ended up calling it off. I said, you know what, let's let's, let's save it for Monday. We got to Monday, Eddie wasn't able to make it, so we we continued. And as I mentioned towards the beginning of this episode, when you'll, you'll hear it in a second, is me and Brian talk a lot about business because it, I think it fascinates us and a lot of things that we've been finding parallel with life and how so many things are able to be connected. And that's what this episode is about. So without further ado, here is Moving With Life. want to mention this real quick as far as Eddie's not here so it's only me and Brian on this adventure today and I was looking forward to this podcast because I have so much like material I feel like for the three of us and I'm, I'm probably gonna still bring up most of it because uh, next week's gonna be something different I think that's one thing that I've found like whenever I'm writing or creating the material for the podcast or at least like question at least questions like it's for me it's only relevant for that time okay when i'm looking back at the the journal entries that i have i'm like damn that's old as fuck like it's, it's just kind of old like it just feels old like you know it just <laughs> like feels old, like, old content yeah it, it just feels like it's not at least for news. now right at least for now it's not relevant you know mm-hmm. at least for me you know it's just and maybe maybe if I like print it out and like let you guys see it and you guys choose, like, oh, we could still talk about this. I just haven't. Right. Also, I just haven't found like segues to where I could input that or any particular question that has come up for me previously. Does that make sense? Yeah. What? <laughs> Go. <laughs> I don't want to. It's just been it's been a week. And it's Monday again, dude. Well, yeah. The la- I mean, the <laughs> last seven days. Right. I, I don't mean. No, right. Whether you think, whether, you know, you go by the, the start of the week being Sunday or Monday. <laughs> I don't mean, you know, the calendar week. I just mean what of the last seven days. Seriously. That's funny because today at the gym, one of the, well, Tram, Monica, mm-hmm. we were there and she she was working out and I was working, right? So we were there and then uh, she said, she's like, ah, oh, and I was like, hey, like, like you, you good? She's like, yeah, it's like, it's just Monday. She's like, oh, like she caught herself. She's like, oh. But you don't accept, you don't accept <laughs> money as an excuse. So I was like, I'm like, for for her case, I'm like, there's other reasons that I would let you get by with, but not because it's Monday. Like, I can't, ex- I just cannot accept that. I'm sorry, I cannot. Tell me, tell me you're tired because you had a busy day and good, you know, good you had a busy day. Yeah. But oh, it's Monday. That that's goes back to the psychological calendar thing where it's like, I I can't, I can't, people, I cannot. I had a I had a good Sunday and I I thought about it yesterday. I was like, man, tomorrow's Monday. But it doesn't feel like, you know, like, ugh, Monday. I, and I was so glad 
that you know that I felt that way about it that you know it's just another work day yeah yeah i i know i i i fell into that groove i i feel like maybe a little bit maybe just a little bit for you like you guys just like trying to get that concept of monday out of your thought process well because for me mondays have always been not not bad sundays were bad for me because i always had like some type of you know like anxiety to start the work week, the I school remember you week. That. Like Sundays were always bad for me because I I was always so anxious or nervous or or you know about about that Monday whether it was for school whether it was work it was always just so so um, so taxing so yeah Mondays were Mondays were a little bit a little bit of a nightmare growing up. <sighs> but yeah, one th- okay. One thing I am looking forward to, because uh, Luis said, I think I'd mentioned to you that Luis had found, started looking for like football camps. Right, right, right. So he he's deciding not to go to the first one because he wants to train for the next one that hopefully we can go to. The only that, the only the only cross with me is that if it's on a weekend, it's it'll be in limbo until I find out if we have a gig that day or not. Right. You know, it's like man, like. I may still try to convince him to at least go, at least we go. You know, if we get it, that one's on a Thursday morning, like it's perfect. Because mm-hmm. Thursdays, right? Now, I have Thursdays off. Like it's ideal. School will be out, so I'm gonna com- trying to convince him to we'll go to that one. And that one's in Denton, dude. That North Texas, dude. Like that. That's to me. That's big. The other one's at TCU, so it's, it's just as big. Yeah. But his thing is like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna be fatigued. I'm gonna be working out. Like he, the cool thing that I'm sensing, and I hope it, I hope it portrays in person, because I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Like this weekend, we didn't have him. It's Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day, mm-hmm. so he's with his mom. You know, stay. So it's flipping the weeks on me. So I had to like just rearrange my brain as, as well. I think, even with yesterday being Monday, I think that's why I still kept myself a little busy, as far as like my even on Sunday, like I was in and out from seeing my family, but mm-hmm. I come to my room periodically because it's like, he for me he's not here, and that, it just kind of throws me off where I'd have those extra six seven hours with him. You know. Right. So, anyways. Um, he wants to do that. So, like I said, I hope that his in-person portrays, because he's saying he's trying to, you know, tell them, hey, like, I'm going to go work out with Andy, but I'll be home before. Like, when you get home, I'll be home so that, you know, I just won't be home bored, you know. And he, the way he, the way he put it to me, and he, he put, so I won't eat myself to death. <laughs> and he put, like, little piggy emojis. And I was like, oh, that's fair. I'm like, what? Whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. whatever it takes. And I, I hope, like I said, I hope this portrays in person, because I hope, it's 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 sinking in now, where it's like, right. dude, come on, like we'll we'll, we'll get this done, you yeah. know. Um, cool thing, I lent uh, my the book uh, w- Warrior Kid, uh, Way of the Warrior Kid by uh-huh. Jocko Willink. I lent it to Emily, and she actually finished it over the weekend, which is good because I gave it to her Friday. Wow. And I told, and because on Friday I told her, here, I, you need to finish this before the like on, on the weekend, like you finish it. She's like, is that a challenge? I'm like, no, I'm telling you to finish reading it over the weekend. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a hard read. It's only like 186 pages. There's a bunch of pictures. You know, it gets a lot of gives a lot of good little, a lot of insights that I'm gonna use for our team challenge. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think you could pass this on. And then she texted me this, or she didn't text me. She had my phone number. She messaged me this morning, and she said she wants to buy it for her son. That's good. That's the point. You know, it's like that's the that's yeah. like, okay, cool. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, good. Uh, dude. I went over so much material yesterday. <laughs> like, like I because st- I started off the other day with uh, Saturday. I started re-listening to episode two ten by Tim Ferriss, which it's him 
Josh Waitskin, Adam Robinson, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Ramit Sethi. Mm-hmm. So re-listening to it, I was like, okay, I, I remember everything that Josh talks about. I remember everything that Adam talks about. Adam's where I got the damn SAT theory, right. which I use for everything now. Like, everything, dude. Everything makes sense if it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, there's something as small that we can't see or I can't see or someone can't see. It's like, great. It doesn't make sense. Now let's find that variable. Yeah. That's kind of the way I'm seeing it now. So anyways, so coming to yesterday when I decided that, I, okay, I'm going I'm to be with my family, but I'm going to be back in my room as well. You know, I just want to be back and forth. More because also because I, I couldn't sit still. <laughs> I, I, it's like, it's... W- me and you were talking about this on Saturday, where yeah. it's like the ADD thing. Like, oh, like if we were kids right now, we would be medically induced, you know, with some sort yeah. of medication and bullshit therapy. Yep. Which to me, I brought this up to you, where I I see these kids, and it's like they just need attention. Attention deficit comes from the fucking adult. Mm-hmm. At least for me, that's what I see. Because I talk to them, I I help them with their math homework, I help them with their reading, and they're cool. You know, uh, my. F- favorite example i'll say was it was an elementary class and uh there's these kids and and i got that sub gig through a client at nine round so they had come up like oh like just just watch out for these kids these boys and whatever you know and then so i said okay so i i didn't put all my focus on them but i ended up putting my focus on them by the end of school and they're they were like my best friends by the end of school and it's like they just need attention, man. It's, it's, it's yeah. so it's it's so it's not even interesting. I I don't like seeing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's to me it's just it's so bad. And I've recently been having conversations about this with someone who works with these kids, and it's sometimes it, it really just is the fact that no one is basically raising these kids. You know, they're they're just left off to kind of fend for themselves with all these electronics that we have nowadays yeah. and and nobody's actually raising them they're just kind of on their own so bad yeah uh, and, and actually today when i was with the class I, I did high school today and at the end of one of the class periods um like five two i said hey guys like I, give me your attention because of course they were talking they were on the phones and i mean they're high school kids like they're older like i think i've mentioned to you where like they're not lost, but I know I'm just going to have to deal with them when they start working for me. And this is generally speaking, you know, when they start working for me, for you, you know, for yeah. us, when, you know, in five, ten years when they're done with high, with college. Um, or in five years when they're done with college, like, I already foresee having to deal with that. So right now I'm just, I'm just letting them be because what needs to be figured out is how to, honestly, I think how to incorporate technology. You know, do you, do you make a, a, a classroom Snapchat and communicate information through there or like a facebook like kind of like what they do in college you know like i i know in college only for a couple of classes we had facebook pages and we they're like private pages but they were for our mm-hmm. classroom and we would have like online all our online was not through blackboard it was through facebook that particular history teacher i'll never forget it was uh-huh. like history 1302 or something right. and she she and interesting enough she was very young like she was only like a like 30 32 with like you know i think i don't know if she had her phd or she would work in her phd for history yeah Either way, but she used Facebook. She didn't use Blackboard. She didn't use anything else. Do you think that was more effective than than going through, I guess, a more, I'd hate to say traditional, but a more traditional online uh, way? For me, I was very indifferent only because at that time I was was on a, a complete hustle from school to work. So, like, I wasn't – it was just part of, like, my – it was my blackboard. Okay, that was it. Right. You know, it didn't have an impact for me. Yeah. For other people, m- possibly. 
and now probably more than ever if it were if it were used now. Yeah, because I remember with Blackboard, there were just some things that, you know, there really wasn't like uh, a tutorial or anything, and there w- they weren't as easy to like navigate. navigate yeah. yeah, so <laughs> yeah. it was like, what the heck? Like, how do I do this and rep- reply to like this post and post your own discussion? I was like, what the heck? So and make sure you reply to this thread only, and exactly. you, you then you you're doing your own and thing. And you end up it's creating like, something <sighs> else. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, I only kind of chuckle about this because, like, recently I was talking to my mom because as much as I want to go back to school, I don't want to spend the money because I'd rather allocate that money to something more, you know? Right, yeah. Like, and I'm, what I am scared, this is one of my fears for sure, my fear of uncertainty talking about waking the giant for school is that I'm scared I'm going to go in there and I'm going to have to force feed myself this book that won't be relevant in a couple, even in a year or two. Dude, okay, so when I took, when I had my marketing classes, I took a few of them, like I took like a bunch of them. Right. And they were new editions. Every single marketing class I took, by the time I took it, they were new marketing edition books. So I have like four different marketing books by the same people. But a lot of the times, the only thing that changes, at least, I don't know about marketing, but for like economics and finance, yeah. the only things that would change were like the examples and the numbers. Every okay. like the concepts have been the Fair. same forever, right. which is why a lot of the times professors let you use older editions because mm-hmm. nothing much has changed. Yeah. So, I think that fundamentally, things are the same. Okay, it's just you know, other variables that change. You you can maybe sort of apply those fundamental concepts in different ways, just adapt them. Right. Yeah, because the thing is, like, if I do go back and like, I I'm glad we're I'm glad this came up because. I guess I have been kind of on the limb because I, I honestly, in that case, like kind of like getting my degree, I just wanted the paper to say like, oh yeah, you did this. I kind of, oh yeah, I got a master's. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. Right. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, that's two years that I was here at home. I walked to class, you know, <laughs> like I took a class here and there and I finished yeah. like whatever. Like, it's not a big deal. Or for me, it's not a big deal. You know, right. um, one thing that I've pondered on also is, you know, talking about like dream chasing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've never told this to anybody, and this this is lucky for people listening and people who get to see my vlog tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, like the whole like graduating high school and doing one well high school, like the way I see it, it was for my parents, like to make them happy, and it did, so I'm happy, so it's good. Right. College, you know, I eventually liked it, but it was their push, you know. So for me, it still essentially goes back to them, mm-hmm. you know, because. Had they just been passive about it, it wouldn't have happened. And I would have been, who knows Who knows what I would be doing right now at, yeah. at all. You know, where I'd be or what I'd be doing. Because even then, I wouldn't have gone to Corpus for five years. You know, like, whatever, four and a half years. So anyways, like, those 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 documents that say, oh, you accomplished this. It's like, yeah, it's for my parents. Like, like my, my diplomas, I used to have them here in my room. They're in my mom's room. Like, they're in my parents' room. Like, I don't have them here. What if, why the hell do I want them? You know, I don't want them. I don't need them. Yeah. They're not relevant anymore to me. My for my parents, I mean, I was the first college graduate, you know, from my family, what from them or whatever. So, mm-hmm. it's a big deal for them. Great, that that's awesome. You know, it, it's just something that I've that's hit me, and it's kind of it's always kind of come back as far as like now trying to make the next step, like getting my master's. Like, well, I'm gonna do it just for the hell of it, just because I can. You know, it's not there's no intention. I'm just gonna go learn some tools, meet some people, and then that's it. You know, right? You know, and it's kind of like where I'm on the fence about, you know. Going back to school, learning "quote unquote" the traditional, the traditional way, or right. just picking up tools and and networking with people now. Like, 
all these people, you know, all of our superiors, let's say, in the workplace who maybe didn't get their degrees, right. they learned it from the world around them, you know, from the industry. They learned by doing, not necessarily sitting in a class, you know, face buried in a book, taking finals and going through all this anxiety and, you know. Right, right, right. All of the stresses that come with with the college degree. The co- yeah, the college, yeah. The just And that's another thing is having to spend brain power, brain energy on, <laughs> like, yeah. to do well. Because, I mean, if you don't pass, then that's a waste of money. You know, yeah. and it's like, man, like, huh, I hope if I, if and when I, because right now it's still an if and when. I, I don't know yet. I, right. I don't have enough to, com- I don't have enough incentive right now to convince me to go back. Because I just feel like when I go, it's going to go, I'm going to go for the hell of it. And it's going to be, you know, and maybe when I choose to go, it'll pay for itself. And I don't, I mean, whatever, you know, I'm just going to get the degree and whatever. Anyways, what I was going to, what I'm going to lead to now is I read this, well, actually this article, I don't know if you sent it to me or if you put, I think you did. This was back in April. It was April 23rd when the monitor posted this. It says the seven differences between Gen Z and millennials. Yep. So I, I re, I went back to that one. Might've been Eddie. Might have been it. Okay. Yeah, I know I had showed you guys one that was a from Huffington Business Post. Insider, I think. Or oh, Huffington, Huffington Post. Post. Yeah, I still have that one written. Yeah, a while back. And yeah. then I think Eddie might have sent that one. That makes sense. Okay. Well, okay. So, anyway, so, I, I w- so what I've been doing lately also is if I come up with an idea or a question, I end up podcast protein my own email, like I, to myself, so I won't forget it for later. Right. So, I was going through it today because I was like, man, like, okay, it's going to be me and Brian usually for the most part me and brian revolve around business you know stuff like that cause that's, that's we talk about that and <laughs> that's just that's what we talk about but we always end up connecting it with life with everything else with yeah. everything else like it's it's and that's the cool thing that i hope if we if we do it well enough to help others understand like you go learn some tools you go take some tools and you use them in your life yep. and also that's kind of an angle that i thought i started thinking about yesterday as far as like my angle on not necessarily life coaching but you know what's going to distinguish me from anybody else you know like like everybody does have their own thing you know tony robbins has his own thing gary v has his own thing and like one thing that i for sure have going for me that i could use just their templates alone is that the fact that we live in the valley right i feel like i know i could use that but i don't want to because i know that does that make sense like i want to learn more to yeah develop my own now based off of these things from tim ferris from gary v from all these guys that i read about that we read about too. Anyways, going back to this thing before I before I keep digressing like down this freaking rabbit hole. Uh, one of the points it was it was point number six. It says that for Gen Z, they they prefer classrooms that are more collaborative and diverse. Now I don't know what the definition of diverse is, but collaborative I can see because I know that when like today that I was with the high school and then last week I did high school and middle school. You know, they're like, oh, sir, can we work in partners? Oh, sir, can we work in partners? And I feel like even when we were in class, it was, or when we were in school, it was kind of like that, at least at that yeah. age. So it, it's more of like a camaraderie thing, I guess you could say. But if that leaks over, which I, we won't know because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in college, but if that mentality were to leak over where they preferred to work in groups and develop a grand idea, that'd be that's interesting because I feel like, Going back to like the general synopsis of these seven differences, I feel I feel right in the middle, you know, because the beginning starts with, you know, where Gen Z prefers Snapchat and Instagram over Facebook and Twitter. Today I asked the high school kids like, I'm like, hey guys, what apps are you using? 
and I, oh, I never finished that story. So anyway, so mm-hmm. I asked them like, hey guys, what apps are you using? And one of the girls was like, oh sir, you're doing a project. I'm like, yes, I'm doing a project. I guess you like, <laughs> I, I I guess they assume that I'm young, but they don't know how. Yeah, I, I don't know. Or they've been asked before. Or or maybe or maybe they met that. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. So something along those lines, right? Yeah. And the this is interesting to me is that there were no outliers like in the Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like it was the same four that I'm using and we're using. You know, you're not using Facebook, but right. generally, you know, still, you're still 75% in, you know, as far as like three out three apps out of four. Yeah. One girl said like WhatsApp. This other kid the sarcastic kid. He's like, oh yeah, kick. He he labeled he labeled all the freaking ass. I'm like, okay, dude, I don't believe you. And <laughs> I and for him, I've already had him. I ha- I have him docked in my mind because I I don't. He's one of those kids that I don't let him go to the restroom. I don't let him go drink water. He he st- you stay in your seat and you do your work. Right. If you don't want to do your work, then just sit there and put your name on the paper and turn it in blank. You know, like I right now, like I said at the beginning of this little piece, is that you know right now there's some kids I cannot help. You know, and a group. The way I, the way I'm seeing the high school kids, them as a as a group, I need time. You know, I would need to be their teacher to change. Cause to me, to them, and this is one thing that that is it's not bypassed when we took like the substitute like credit thing. But he's like, oh, you're the teacher for the day, and this the, the teacher who, who taught us, right? Mm-hmm. And like like oh yeah, like I can I can see that. Like you you need to have control. I had control. But these kids are still 15, 16 years old. Like, they, they have their mindset for now, you know. Like, I deal with my cousin. He's 15. I, I understand the mindset. So I'm not going to try to change it right now because even for Luis, it's like, yeah, it's taking me a year, you know. To, right. Like I said, you know, his mindset, I'm hoping it's changing and turning into more of an action, not just a mindset saying, oh, yes, I want to do this. Then I go to his house at 8 o'clock in the morning. He's asleep. You know, it's like, no, we got to get to work, right, whatever. Right. Anyways, so – yeah, like okay, I, I just I did want to mention like the app thing because I was like, man, like I was I was really hopeful for an outlier. Like, I just I just wanted something new. I wanted to, I wanted to see or hope that I was hoping that there was gonna be, I don't know, some app that I haven't heard about yet or something that there that the, that something that distinguishes the Gen Z from us. Right. And it, so far, it's not there yet. So that's interesting. That's still going digging it's into the Gen big Z. Players are still yeah, there. Where the monitor is saying, oh, you know, it's Snapchat, Instagram over Facebook and Twitter. Maybe that's true for in general terms, but so far what I've seen. I think I've seen still when I walk by the kids and I, you know, they're on their phone or whatever. It's Facebook for the most part. You know, I'm not seeing anything else. Facebook and Snapchat are part of the bigger two that I see right. students using in high school. Because in junior high, they're still good about, they're still scared about using their phone. So like they're they're real tight about it. Yeah. The kids are at least. Um, the biggest, okay, the biggest thing right now in middle school is the damn those fidget spinners. The spinners. <laughs> yeah. There's a market <laughs> right now for fidget spinners. I've I've heard, I've heard. Hey, has your friend talked about the spinners or no? What friend? The one you've been, the one you've mm, been talking with. No. Hmm. That'd be, be, be interesting. Yeah, I say, see, see what she said. I'm curious because I, I think I'm as, as now as we're talking, it's like, man, considering what she deals with, you know, with the kids and stuff, I, I would be very interested to see. Well, because probably another, well, because when they're in session, um, they have they have things for them to do or to work with or to okay. play with. And then, and I think when they're not, she says that she mainly sees them like on phones or iPads. And I think most of, most of these kids are like elementary school. So it might just be like a junior high type of deal. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like the 
target market. Not right. target, right, but yeah. that's the... They're the, ones who, they're the ones who grabbed onto it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, speaking of, like, grabbing on, I was I read this... So, I love my aunt's class. All, all three aunts that teach, you know, mm-hmm. I love subbing for them because their schedules are so perfect for me. <laughs> like, it works for... Dude, every single time I sub for one of them, not one of their colleagues, like, it's my... It's the perfect, you know, thing. Like, I was telling you this morning, like, I have 15 minutes to do exactly what I want. Right. You know, 8 o'clock yeah. in the morning, like, I, you know, I have an hour to myself. Uh, where is it? Is it right here? Okay. So, I was reading on MSN, uh, the money link, whatever. Uh-huh. And it, it, I just wrote three first words. But I think it's, like, after three pivots, this company never thought about selling for $800 million. And so, I wrote, I just wrote on minor details. And I wrote on all three pivots that they that this company did. So, Kevin... Chow, and I'm always, I'm always saying Chow because it's C-H-O-U, not C-H-O. So it's, I don't think it's Cho. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's Chow. He started Kabam. I think that's what, I believe that's what it's called, Kabam, in 2006. Uh, it started as a social media network, a professional social media network like Facebook. But to me, they were maybe the first movers into the nationwide network because they mentioned that when Facebook was – they mentioned that Facebook was still – uh, the college only thing, like it was only being used in colleges still. This mm-hmm. is 2006, so this is early Mike Zuckerberg or Mark Zuckerberg, right? So, right. so yeah, that makes sense. So, the first pivot they did was they went from social media in general, then they turned to a sports app, where they were just like providing, I guess, maybe sports information, mm-hmm. which for me it clicks why it didn't work the first time or with the sports thing because they were talking about like ads and stuff, but ads alone shoot think about like espn like you have espn to, to compete with you have fox you have all these com- competitive people you know that right. that are that have been around for so long excuse me so the first pivot was that was sports app and it, it worked for a little bit but then what happened and i wrote this down the, they had there was an inability to monetize given how low ad rates on apps were so they couldn't make they just couldn't generate enough money by selling ads or by having ads on their games, right. they weren't making enough because they still did one million users in thirty days, and they they did sixty million in the first year. So they still had plenty of users, right? But the mon- the the flow, the revenue was not matching what the customer count said, you know. And that's interesting, you know, where you know it doesn't matter the number of likes or views or shit you have on your you know your Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, or whatever, yeah, you know, and. Like them, you know, 60 million users, dude, and yet they could not monetize that, which blows my mind. That's crazy. That's a lot. I mean, a dollar per person, dude, 60 million dollars, you can, like, obviously, obviously to me it was a free app because they had to compete with ESPN and them, maybe. They, there's right. no details on that, but I'm, this is just assumptions that I'm making. It has to be a free app because ESPN's free, Fox is free, ABC's free, right? So they plan, oh, we're going to make money through ads, you know. Start advertising ads. Well, all the ga- all the big game players are with ESPN and shit. Anyways, you know, like it's gonna be hard to get anybody else to pay to be on your app. You know, yeah. Depending on their p- pricing too. Mhm. So then, at this point, Cho Kevin said, or he mentioned where he, given like how much they had grown, people wise but not revenue wise, he didn't see the company going beyond. 30 million a year. And I was like, you motherfucker, like 30 million a year. Like, like I get you want your business to grow, but that's where I kind of fidget. I fidget because like, well, you have 
thirty. Let's say let's say you get to your thirty million. Like that's a shit ton of money. You know, like I I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think it's just interesting. So then the second pivot. This was I'm assuming around two thousand eight. I I kind of just did the timeline based on two thousand six, and it took a year to gain sixty. So then another year. So by two thousand eight, they made the second pivot. So I don't know if you've heard of this game, Brian, but it's called Kingdoms of Camelot. It's a Facebook game, but it's figure two thousand eight. It sounds it sounds like one of those generic Facebook games about war or something. Okay, well I don't know the details on it because I didn't look into it. Uh-huh. it. It was irrelevant for me, but I assume the same thing. Right. They made the first hundred bucks with first hundred dollars within hours. They made tens of thousands of revenue, and they got hundreds of players within a year. So they, they, they had to do that, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, 30 million, ah, I want more. So they, they pivot yet again and ended up hitting because I'm assuming he finally found, you know, the, the market he needed to hit, which is Facebook, because there was no games yet, but yet people were starting to monetize Facebook in different ways. Right. He just needed to find his niche. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. And, and what they mentioned at the end was that the fact that Kevin, like, he, he's, he's been a gamer all of his life. So it was only a matter matter of like trial and error. Does that make sense? Or maybe it was just a matter of freaking following your gut, or you know, back to basics. If you've been a gamer all your For life, so. then why would you go into, you know, social media that way, or then even sports? Yeah. Just stuck to what you know. Right, and that, yeah, exactly. Because it, it's it's it, it, he went back full circle. And uh, trying to emulate somebody else, twa- I mean, obviously didn't work. You know the the. Facebook Im- Im- imitation, then the sports imitation, they just didn't work. But yet he went and created this whole new thing. So then, let me see let me, what, what other details they had. That was the first year. So they had 7 million players and 30 million revenue. Oh, so, oh sorry, sorry. So within hours, they did 100 bucks, tens of thousands of dollars in revenue really quick, and, and you know, hundreds of players. So in their first year, they, got, they gained 7 million players and their 30 million. So they made, a 30, they made $30 million in a year of revenue. Right. Which is crazy. So, I guess by the time they got to this point, Facebook picked up on it. They imposed a 30% tax. After. So, Kevin's like, mm. we need to get the hell out of Facebook. Yeah. And it says here, and I, this, is, this would be cool if this is true. So, for the third pivot, everybody involved invested everything they had to get them out of Facebook and go mobile. Mm-hmm. And they were part of Marvel Contest of Champions, whatever that is. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Some so, Marvel-based, like, app. Okay, so so they were a part of that, if not the creator of that. So a publisher from South Korea saw it and basically probably said, hey, how much do you want for it? And they gave him a number, and he's like, here's $800 million. Dang. <laughs> Dang. That's good stuff. Man, and if, if if anything, this is just to show how many, like, kind of bump, bumps in the road there can be before you really, you know, hit, hit your mark. And that's over, I mean, this was, let's say this was even over the course of four years. I mean, still, you still made, let's just say you made $10 million in, like, the Facebook thing, got taxed tw- uh, 30%, paid that, still kept the rest of it, invested the rest of their stock into themselves to get it off of Facebook, and then they just... Sold it for eight hundred million because it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> now I think they're I think they're based out of Canada. I wish I wrote that part down. Either way. 
Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I love those stories when people, stories about, you know, selling your business for insane amounts of money because I feel that if you're willing to sell, you were probably going to get bored with that business anyway. Like, you know, the passion wasn't there enough to keep it. So it allows you to kind of make some money off of it and then invest it into something else, maybe something you're more interested in. Yeah, man. And see, this, this is where we can tie this into, like, life, which, which we – me and you I, – I know me and you frequently do it, you know, when we're yeah. having tea at Starbucks and we're just kind of, like, collaborating over everything. That's the that, – I think that would be – that – I wonder maybe, maybe in a few years, you know, where people would want to hear we could just do that. <laughs> you know, having our term like Tim Ferriss has done it. You know, like over like with you know th- that uh, episode two two ten for you listeners who haven't listened to it, go listen to that one. It's three other people and Tim Ferriss, and they just talk in front of nine hundred people. And actually, speaking of, let me see, right here. So this is from Ramit Sethi. So going back to Ramit, uh, reading his profile, and I, actually I mentioned this on my on my vlog as well. Uh, this is a quote from Ramit. He says, "I give away ninety eight percent of my material for free." And then many of my flagship courses are extremely expensive. In fact, 10 to 100 times what my competitors charge. And then Tim Ferriss says he copies that very thing. So, like, let's say they had 900 people at that auditorium, dude. Probably charge, like, four or five grand per seat. Damn. Easy. That's crazy. And and, and it made it – this was one of the parallels I found yesterday. That I was like, okay, I I think I'm on something. Because when I gave, I gave, because I told you this, but um, I started reading Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, which I borrowed from Emily. And in reading that, you know, gaining all this knowledge, and Emily brought up something, and I said, well, it's going to be this much money if you want me to do that. Which is basically, you know, apply it to her, to her situation, whatever it is. And I gave her a number, and... And she, like, she stopped replying, right? She, she let it, I guess she let it sit or whatever. So then we continued, so later on we continued, like, messaging. And, and, uh, she's like, man, no wonder why you're so expensive. And it's like, and when I read this yesterday, this, because this, that conversation was, like, four or five days ago. This was okay. last week sometime last week. And when I read this, I was like, oh. Like, I felt, like, Adam Robinson, like, if you, if you listen to him on that 210 episode, he, when he, when he, he talks about solving the SAT and, like, you know, you eliminate three that you know that aren't. Whichever one you think it is, you choose the one that you think it isn't. Right. Which you know, you know, whatever. And it's like, I felt like that. I was like, oh, there's, there's, there's something here. There's something. There's, there's something. I'm gaining something. Fine. At least I feel like I'm finally, quote unquote, gaining something. Yeah. Where I'm able, I am able to give back to people who, I say, you know, they want the help. They just need that extra guidance, which I'm absolutely down for. You know, I'm down for sharing my tips and stuff um, regardless. And the cool thing about the podcast for you listening is that this is, this information is for free. Me and Brian talk about that all the time, whether yeah. it's on the podcast with Eddie here, with Eddie not here, we're, we're out. That's one of the kind of foundation pillars that we have is that the information's out there, which is probably my biggest contemplation. Go back to my master's degree. It's like, well, why? Yeah. The information's out there somewhere already. General Mattis, and I talked about this on my blog too. General Mattis, who is now in the White House, Secretary of Defense, he talks about that, where he's read, because he's well read, and I think, and he has like a library at his house, and don't quote me on this number, but I want to say it was like 700 books that he has in his library, 
and they're all war. They're all like based on fact. And he says, I'm never surprised on the battlefield because it's already happened before. Dang. It's interesting. So there's another parallel. It's like, cool. We're on. It excites the hell out of me that we're on to something. And I love that people don't see it so that when they see it and the light goes off, it's like, oh, cool. I, but I want it to be like a, a cool, like, like, a, like a positive quote, not like, oh, like these guys, not, ego, not in an egotistical way. I'm saying like, hopefully, like, the, if we explain, like I said, if we explain it good enough, well enough, you know, it's going to be like, oh, man, I get it now. Yeah. Which that will be, you know, that hopefully, hopefully that will come in the next couple of years. Tying in the, the kids real quick, because I, I had already read this uh, pivot story before this particular class that I asked you about the, the apps. Mm-hmm. And the question, because the question I came up with was like, what's crazy right now? Like, what's crazy out? And what, what's hip? Like, I'm very out of that mainstream, like, information circle. Right. So today I spent like, well, any free time I had, I spent on like reading MSN mon- you know, money. I went on Snapchat and saw some like articles that I would, I would normally never do it, but I, I made it a point to do it today. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't even take a book with me to school. Usually I take a book with me so I can, I spend my time on that. Whenever right. I have free time, I spend my time reading a book. And th- today I was like, no, I need a, I, for one, I need to transfer shit to my podcast journal. Cause I have not, everything's in my, my general journal. Mm-hmm. And like, Whenever me and you were talking, or actually, whenever we're talking as a podcast, I'll lose places because I have scribbles here and I have things here. So, like, I need to find what I still see relevant and write it in my podcast journal so I can keep it in here so I don't get confused when I'm talking with you guys. Right. So, that was my point. That was my goal today. My goal today was, like, any free time is transfer information and go to mainstream media and see what's up. Now, I'm not going to mainstream media to see who died or who didn't die or who, what the the, uh, politician said or whatever. I'm going just to see what's, like, pop news, in essence. And that was one of the things that, you know, uh, it's so crazy how that happened. And even Kevin, I think there's a quote in there, like, where he's, like, he was in shock, you know, 800 million for my, like, from my, my stuff, really? And, like, yeah. And he gave, you know, however the deal broker got brokered, you know, done. You know, done yeah. And then, so I, I thought of what's crazy right now. Uh, how, okay, how, what about you, bro? How, I know we... We talk often, but I guess maybe in the past few days, have you have you found anything like maybe while you're do any type of research or uh, anything with so? Cause I know you 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 send me articles on Snapchat more than anybody else, so I wonder if yeah, I'm trying to remember what I sent you. What I sent you? Oh, did I send you guys that video? It was like a TED talk. Um, the was AI. it specifically? Yes, it was AI, and. I thought that was so crazy. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but that's something I found and, and now I'm talking about it because I, I'm reliving the little the moment that I that I was watching yeah. it and it's so freaking crazy. Yeah, I think you sent it like on Wednesday or Thursday. I didn't watch it till Friday. Mm-hmm. But I did watch it eventually. It was so insane how basically I think one of the biggest things I took away from it was that in general, we're gonna go from like building things to growing them. And that will happen through AI. Like, AI will build itself in ways that we cannot build them, yeah. you know, or build these machines. We don't have the ca- capability. Yeah, and then one, one, I guess, the main example that they gave was that they they basically put this, like, AI program in, in a car. And then they raced the car a couple laps around a track. And then they took all that information... And basically developed, like, the perfect 
chassis, the perfect frame for the yes. car. And then they had, you know, robots build it. But they had to build it because humans couldn't they're like there's no way we could possibly build that to the to the precision precision necessary. So they had an AI analyze all the data from this car and then reproduce it reproduce I guess the the optimal car chassis. And that's what they're saying I guess in this in this um in this TED talk that that's what the future will be you, instead of manufacturing like for example cars we're going to be growing them and and it's going to look like they're growing because they're going to be so like kind of detailed oriented like the machines making them mm -hmm. so yeah i thought that was freaking crazy yeah yeah the for sure what what kept me in was the chassis the car the car details like oh shit <laughs> like i was yeah. like oh shit and they brought up uh where were they building that bridge oh yeah it's uh i think uh I want to say it was like in Amsterdam. Amsterdam, yes. You know, yeah, it is. It is. I was like, I'm like, and it's basically this bridge building itself. And man, that's even that's just kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, and the one I'm gonna watch next that maybe I can bring next time, and Ed will be here too, is because uh, there's a Sam Harris TED talk mm -hmm. about can we can can we make AI and still control it or keep control of it or something like that. And based on what this guy's talking on this other TED talk, is like they're gonna have their own conscious mind to yeah. go beyond the human capability. Yeah, and I, man, I I kind of struggle with that thought. Like, okay, yeah, we're we're gonna make basically, we're gonna develop software and machines that I guess together will be able to build themselves. Right. And yeah, okay. What if we can control them? That's fine. Awesome. What if we can? Yeah. Yeah, because for now, I'd say just put a chip in them and, like, take it out. You know, then, you know, just let that be the ultimate, like, plug. Right. But then, like, if... What if they build the chip and insert it themselves? <laughs> like, you know? They just and, and counter and, it. And, yeah, and this, sounds, this sounds so, like, cliche or cheesy to think about because it's kind of one of the big um, flaws or the one, of, one of the biggest uh, downsides to AI as we have known it in, like, science fiction, you know? Like, uh, I think one of the biggest, the most popular examples that I can think of it was, like, iRobot. Mm, yeah. At least I for my, for it, my but time. Go, yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, like, you know, they have all these robots who are, I think they're, they're, they're mainly kind of, like, house servants. And they have, like, these three rules. And I forget what the rules are. Mm. It's, like, the three laws of robots or something like that. Okay. And they're basically um, put into place so that, so that robots never really... They never, like, overtake the humans. But there's this one robot that kind of has his own emotions, and I think he ends up breaking one of the laws, and it's, like, a huge deal, and, yeah. So that's why I say, like, it's probably one of the biggest flaws or downturns to AI as we know it in, like, you know, fiction. Right, right, right. That's so crazy. I'm going to tie – interesting, because I actually came up with an AI question today. Uh, but tying into the millenn the Gen Z versus millennial thing, where they like to work in groups and whatnot, and it's it's interesting now now that I'm thinking about it, it's inter interesting that they're assuming that they like to work in groups, given how young they are. So like they still have like their high school, they still have their friends, you know, like their and little circle of friends. And I was gonna say that I was like, well, how do they necessarily know that they or would assume. prefer? <laughs> yeah, when a lot of these are still in you know in the education system. 
and I think the oldest there are like 22. The oldest the, oh, yeah. in Gen Z are 22. That's only four years out of high school. Yeah. It's not, and barely, if not even done with college yet. You know, I think I finished, I was like 23, 23, like 23, 24 when I finished. So it's like, uh, anyways. Yeah. So not a lot of data, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I, like I said, yeah, I, I, like I said, I didn't think about that till now. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. They're still like young. They're still kids. Unless like half of them will still move away for college. You know, like a lot of them will leave home and like meet new people and be joining fraternities, join sororities, right. you know, different things like that. Unless they're using other 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 facts to kind of come to that conclusion, but right. I don't think the data is necessarily there to say that they 100%, you know, prefer to work in groups. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So the question I came up with, because my biggest thing is that the the older gen, the older millennials got their degree and they felt entitled to a management position or some type of at least at least a middle management and up right position because they got the degree. Right. Now, by the time I came along, everybody had a damn degree, right? So th- that's that's our just slipping away, right? So what I came up with these guys, Gen Z. Because at the end of the article on the mo- on the monitor, is and you can still find this by the way. But anyways, one of the quotes, I, or one of the pieces I wrote down was like, "There will be a boom of entrepreneurs." I was like, "There's there's a boom of entrepreneurs already." <laughs> like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I I get it. I mean, the only empathetic side I have to this is the fact that like, there a lot of people aren't so into business the way me and you are, Brian. Right. So it, it's I I get that, but. It's not justified to say there's gonna be a boom of entrepreneurs when there's a boom of entrepreneurs, and like, dude, I've been getting a lot of ads like on Instagram stuff, like of entrepreneurs that have like one thousand followers and they follow like five thousand people, mm-hmm. which I get, you know, what you're trying to do, but because I almost thought about going that route, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna keep it as musician because like, no, I, music is still my number one, right? So right. I, I'm gonna keep it like that. Anyways, I don't want to digress. So when I heard boom of entrepreneurs, I was like, okay. Boom entrepreneurs. They're all going to be their own bosses. They need people to work for them eventually. So they can't all be entrepreneurs. Right. That's when the next generation will come in. And we follow that uh, that pattern. Because like, like I think we've mentioned it before. I feel like maybe we're just kind of following this cycle. And that we're, la- we're labeled millennials. And we're, we're kind of stamped with all of these um, like characteristics that I wonder if the millennials have existed before so and i and i think I, I think we came to the conclusion or i did i came to the conclusion that it has happened millennials were just we were just named that because of the time we grew up in yeah. but basically i feel like we have as like a generation we have happened before we have been here before right, right. it's just yeah. other variables that kind of change some things here and there but in general like you know we're 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 just a a generation in the past relabeled. Right, and it we're part we are a part of the human the human race. You know, just again this this little piece of the human race that's happened again. Yeah, you know, so cycled through. If Gen Z G, Gen Zers are going to be bosses and entrepreneurs, the next generation is going to work for them, mm-hmm. and then the generation after that is going to be tired of their parents working for <laughs> someone else, so they're going to be yeah. another entrepreneur. You know, it's Which just going to so redu- yeah, it's, it's redundant and it's a cycle that takes like twenty years. So you, it. For those who, who love uh, the cheesement of, like, just other people, you're like, oh, my God. They're, they're, that, that's what I was talking about with Luis. You know, he's like, I showed him that millennial video. I think it was a millennial video. 
and he's like, he's like, he's like, what about what about me? What 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 generation? I'm like, you're Gen Z, bro. I'm like, millennials will be saying this shit about you in about 10, 15 years, which I will not stand for. Exactly. Right? I, we, I think we mentioned like within the last podcast or two, like, this exact thing where it's like I I will not stand for that either because I'm like, yeah. either help them or shut the hell up. That's my take on that. You know, as far as leadership and stuff, because this goes back to like parenting and all that mm-hmm. stuff too. It's like no, like I will not stand for that. Yesterday, dude, real quick, sorry. We were here, me and my little cousin, my, my goddaughter was here. We were here in the room, and she, we were watching these Disney uh, music videos, and these kids pop up. She's like, she's like, they're not my friends, right? I was like, eh, they could be your friends. And she's like, no. I was like, well, why not? She's like, well, I don't like them. I'm like, you don't even know them. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you don't like them? I'm like, you, you don't know them. You can't do that. I'm like, and, right. and at that moment, it clicked for me, because I, I, Stayed persistent because even though as young as she is, she understands a lot. So I, I wanted to plant that seed. Like, no, you become friends and you you learn from each other and whatever. So I planted that seed on her yesterday. I'm like, no, like I will not let you have that mindset. I don't. If you're gonna be with me, me taking care of you right now, you're mine. Right. You're my brain to pick. You know, yeah. for right now, and I, I take full advantage of that. But that was one thing that came up. Was like, no, yeah, you can be friends. You don't even know them. Like you're in the damn screen. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, of course she doesn't get it because. Of course, Mickey's talking, and she's like, thank you, Mickey. And he's like, he's my favorite. No, she's replying to the TV screen. Right. You know, like, I get the three-year-old thing. But when she says, I'm not their friend, right? And I'm like, well, why? Because I don't like them. I'm like, you don't even know them. You cannot justify that. I will not let you, yeah. as a three-year-old, think like that. You cannot. There's no freaking way. So anyways, going back to this uh, boom of entrepreneurs, you know how, like, well, Walmart has them. I don't Does any HB have, ex- exp- like, the Express checkouts yet? The self-checkout? Here? Yeah. I... I don't think I've seen it. I haven't either, right? been to an H-E-B in a while, but... Cause I, well, no, because I think the H-E-B that would have one first here would be the one either on Freddie McCall or Trenton. 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 Yeah, yeah, those two. And so I, I went to Tenth Trenton earlier on my way home, so for sure no. So given that Walmart's already gone that route, and I know San Antonio, San Antonio H-E-Bs have some self-checkout. I where think I've seen them or in even San Antonio. Like full on belt fed where they have a scanner and you put the grocery through like there's no teller whatsoever there's only a bagger so one of the questions i put because of them being entrepreneurs and because of the way technology is moving is like you know having a lot of automated ai uh, a minimum wage jobs because a lot of uh, one thing that i i i think there's a lot of branches here but given that where ai is going given the video you showed me given that kids want to get paid more given that not everybody can be an entrepreneur so then you automate those minimum wage jobs and you you have basically not even middle management but like lower management to middle you know you have those jobs available only basically now i don't know how that would work but it's just something that came up with me like you know like are we gonna go are we gonna end up being or having a workplace where it's automated ai doing the minimum wage jobs I think so. Like, I, I forgot when I had read something about... Uh, I forgot when I read this and where it was talking about, but it was a McDonald's somewhere, in, maybe in Europe or in Asia, where these McDonald's are like... There's, like, no people there. You walk up to a screen, you click what you want, and then... And then you, like, pick it up at the end of the line. Right, right. Like, there was nobody there, like, you know, to, to take your order or take your payment. That's so e- everything was just automated mm-hmm. 
full on, you know, digital. Yeah, yeah. And I, I see that so crazy and that makes sense. That, that's one of those things like, oh, it doesn't make sense. It's like, no, it makes perfect sense because no one wants to work for 750 an hour anymore. Yeah. You and know? and he, seeing where we're heading with technology and this this comment about Gen Zers being entrepreneurs, of course, because there's not going to be, you know, entry level jobs for them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go off and do their own thing. Right. And now with social media and the Internet and we've. I feel like I feel like we just keep repeating ourselves, but yeah. it, the world economy is like a level playing field at this point. Yeah. Be- you can start up your business in your room, never have to leave. Like you know, yeah. drop drop shipping. <laughs> yeah. You'd never have to freaking leave your office, your room. Just all you're doing is is basically connecting the consumer with the manufacturer, mm-hmm. and you're getting a cut of that. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna tie in what you were saying as far as like entry level jobs, because. As when it, the way the way the monitor said it was because of, this is quoting the monitor because those who are part of generation z feel pressure to gain corporate experience early they are competing with millennials who are more likely to wait to gain the same type of experience the good news for millennials who are more likely to chase jobs in the corporate world is that 72 percent of the of those in generation z wish to take what they learn and apply it to their own business Versus 64% of millennials who have the same goal. So I, I just wanted to tie that to what you were saying. That, that's all I wanted to say. It's like, man, you know, where you, you that, and that's, that's where it then ends with like, oh, there's, there's going to be a boom of entrepreneurs. It's like, no, there's a boom. Go on YouTube, type in blog and find everybody that has a blog right now. Go to, go to, uh, Go to Instagram, type in entrepreneur on tag, and see how many thousands of people. I don't, and I wouldn't even bother searching. I do, I do think that they say boom because it'll be bigger than what's already out there. Think about it. We're millennials, and you say there's a boom now. Well, these freaking Gen Zers, they're not even like <laughs> old enough to drive, you know? Like, yeah. so imagine yeah. it, there's a lot of YouTubers and vloggers out there who are part of generation Z already. Just imagine if you if you if you quantify that to the ones who are still in school when they come up mm-hmm. it, it's going to be even bigger. I really think so. Yeah, it's going to be even right, bigger that, than what there is now. That only makes sense more more numbers obviously, you know. And exactly. obviously the the success rate's going to be it's going to grow but only because the numbers in general are growing, yeah. which makes sense. And that's oh man, I guess tie in like news and shit is we're like, you know, like oh this has risen 20% in whatever years. It's like, yeah, how many million people are involved in this? Like, what any project, this is generally speaking, where, like, I I guess tying in how I don't like news, the the dramatization of the news where they're like, oh, this grew 20% over the last year or whatever. It's like, yeah, because, like, there's, like, 20... The population Yeah, it's like, 20 million people, like, doing the same thing, you know? It's like, yeah, it's going to grow. Like, that, that only makes sense to me. I don't know, repeating myself one last time is that I just don't like the way that the news makes certain things very big, you know, where there's yeah. more important things to be talking about. But, right, I don't know if it ever changed because I'm so, like I said, I'm so out of the mainstream thing, but a point where the news has their falling out with the bullshit, which I think we're on the move of that because of Gary Vee, like po- powerful players like that, powerful entrepreneurs like that. Mm-hmm that the news is on their way out on the negative aspects because I know like as far as the Valley and like my attitude, like that, well, that girl, the trainer, like she, she's not a trainer, but she works out, but she helps with like, uh, she helps nutrition shops and stuff that I told you about. 
from Instagram. She's from here from the Valley. I don't mention her name because I don't, I don't know her personally, but she added me and whatever. But she's here from the Valley. Okay. And, uh, and one of the posts she did, because she just got like a, I guess a sponsorship with Pump Nutrition, I guess from McAllen. Uh-huh. But on her post, she put something along the lines of, you know, I love the city that I live in and I love being here. And I, I know we have a long way to go, but I'm here to, like, help you get healthier. You know, I'm here to help the Valley, or I'm here to help McAllen get healthier. Right. And I commented back. I was like, hey, that that's freaking awesome. And then I ended up there messaging you. I'm like, hey, like, I see you're on a mission. I think that's freaking awesome because – and I didn't, even, I didn't even mention, like, oh, I'm like, I'm this. No, I can imagine because she's, she's a pretty girl, you know, whatever. I can imagine she probably gets, like, a thousand – you know, she gets thousands of messages right, from guys. Right. I'm like, no, fuck that shit. I'm, I, I, I'm seeing the macro goal. I'm like, that's freaking awesome. And I told her to, I'm like, I told her in the comment, and I ended up just direct messaging. I'm like, hey, like, that's good. I think what you're doing is good. I think there needs to be more of that. And hopefully within these next five years, there will be that surge of, um, I think there's, there'll be the surge of that. Now, next point is that I think that Gen Z's should hit that. You know, learn, like the concept of learning, mm-hmm. but spreading positivity. Now, I think it would be hard to convince some of the older people, but I think with the right tactics, it would work. Because I think that'd be a market that could be hit here. As far as spreading, spreading positivity. Right. Or if you find a job that you like, and this is this is generally speaking too, because I'm doing everything that I like, right? We talk about that all the time. But implementing that positive note, you know, implementing that. Which, that, I mean, that, it's going to take a while because what I've seen, you know, especially the kids, you know, they're, they're tied to their parents, right? They're, they got raised by their parents, so their parents are negative, then have to deal with that separation, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, um, d- I guess as we're as we're progressing now, as, I, as we're talking, I'm thinking like, man, like that'd be an interesting market or interesting uh, thing to do. Because there's not, I, I I don't feel like there's enough positivity here. You know, there's two, there's a lot of ego. Yeah, I I was gonna say every every time I hear anybody talk, anybody from the valley talk about the valley, it's always you know putting things down lines. I mean, what are you really? What are you comparing it to? Mm-hmm. And what are you know the things that kind of differentiate the two places? Because you know we're—I've always said this—we're still a developing economy in you know, in business terms. Right. We don't. We haven't hit a you know that specific target. A a a a size. A we haven't hit any of those things that the bigger cities have hit. So really you can't expect things to be the same. Right. Yeah. And then with the t- that type of mentality, you know, that's not going to it's going not going to make things better. Right. It's just it's it's basically detrimental to like just everything that, you know, whatever developing is going on. And then by the time something gets developed, they're like kind of over it because they've gone to San Antonio and done it a bunch of times, you know, or yeah. whatever. I, I th- and gen- I'm talking general, mm-hmm. you know, general terms. Where it's that, but anyways, go, yeah. So uh, when I saw that, I'm like, cool. Like, so I followed her back and whatever. Like, yeah. Like, I I want to see what she does. I want I want to see her progress because that's good, you know. And she's hitting, of course, she's hitting like the health thing, you know. So that that's you know definitely a good thing on my radar. But yeah, her her comments and her her angle just impressed me as far as like her mission seems like you know beyond working out and being healthy for herself. But then you know wanting to help others, right? Get on that wanting path. Wanting to spread that, mm-hmm. and then ultimately leading to optimism. You know, just leading to that because she she was like it it wasn't just about health, 
physically, it's all mental health. You know, we talk, we've talked about it, I think, briefly, but... And I don't know... I don't know if it's just kind of like the the circles or the, the topics or, you know, my interests, but I feel like I I do see a lot of that in like some of the people that it, that I see on social media, not not from the Valley, but, you know, just bigger, I guess, like public figures or, you know, vloggers, YouTubers, like they're always, regardless of, of you know, their industry or their market, whether it be tech, health, you know, entrepreneurship, motivation, I feel like they all kind of hit motivation and they all kind of try to to speak about kind of like real world shit. Yeah. You know, with like like mental health issues or whether it be kind of like struggling, you know, when when you fall in or you know when you hit a, a road a bump in the road, stuff like that. I, I feel like these people are always kind of trying to hit that motivation regardless of what they're doing. Right. And man, I know we've mentioned before how there's people out there who are kind of like motivating or trying to motivate but they're not really doing it themselves or they may not even believe it. They're just doing it for the heck of it. Yeah. Well, we've we've talked about that in the past, but I feel like when these people that I'm talking about now, like the vloggers and YouTubers, when they do it, I feel like it's it's genuine, at least from right. what I've seen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very genuine and and they're kind of living it too. You know, they're they're trying to be healthier and happier themselves right. and trying to spread that as it is. So with with the boom of entrepreneurs coming in supposedly yeah, you know, yeah. through Gen Z, right. I think that along with that will come all of these social media accounts, you know, with these entrepreneurs and hopefully they all hit kind of that motivation and positivity in a very genuine way. Yeah, because that, I, I, that, in general, I've also been now thinking about the Valley way more than I ever used to. Mm-hmm. As far as like, okay, not necessarily, okay, what's here and what's not here, but just starting to look at people more. Does that make, does that make sense? Like just trying to, not not even trying to read people, just just interacting more, you know, just just watching people's moves, you know, watching them and seeing what they're doing. Man, there was someone that I, listened to recently it was neil strauss it was yesterday and funny thing about neil strauss is he's like the dating guru which i I didn't know that i just knew he was like he met people like he's no he knows how to meet people he has this game called uh he has this game he has this book called the game Mm -hmm. and basically it's the game of dating like it's like full on like that's what he does professionally because he uses these tactics for himself and going back to you know using your own tactics like he uses them so he's like, well, I just write a book, and now he has. I mean, he has a following, a decent following, and he's actually in Tools of Titans. As far as Neil, like he 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 just talks about reading people, mm-hmm. and in, and in his case, it's very specific because it's he he his of course his majority following is males. You know that he does seminars and shit for males, like, and guys come to him like, okay, how do I do this? You know, and he he tells them, and actually, it's not actually I bought I bought the video. So Tim Ferriss has this uh, series called Tim Ferriss Experiment. Mm-hmm. which he then goes and does these things. Like him and, uh, is it Josh Waitzkin? No, not Josh Waitzkin. I, I don't even want to get the name wrong. So him and somebody else goes go and help this yoga instructor boom her business, you know, help her boom her business. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I told you, but I told, I told Eddie about it, I think, about the coffee shop thing where you go in and you ask for 10% off. Yeah, okay, I watched I got, the video. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so then there's another video of the day, like, the dating game or something like that with Tim Ferriss and mm-hmm. Neil Strauss is the one in that one in that video. 
So what I, the only thing I was going to say was like, you know, his is very specific. And I, I then generalize it for myself right now because like that's one thing that I do do is I try, you know, I, I try to read you to ask you a good question because like, well, I, I'm interested. If you're in a bad mood, I'm interested. If you're in a good mood, I'm interested. You know, why? Why? That's always my, I always refer to that. And he, that's one of the things he says is like, why are you asking? You know, what, what, what's your reasoning? And actually he, uh, is it here? Did I write it down? Damn it. I really didn't write it down. There's a Jimmy Kimmel excerpt where Neil Strauss had just released one of his other books after mm-hmm. the game. And Jessica Alba's, uh, guest, guest, uh, st- guest, uh, just a guest. Guess. Right. Looking for a fucking name. Just a guest. And and he talks about how like especially you know, Jessica was gorgeous. You know, she's pretty as hell, right? Right. So he's like, You already know and this is what he asked her, he's like, You know you're pretty, you know that. So tell me three things about you that that are good that don't involve being pretty or like whatever. So she gave him this thing she gave him like the three things, right? And at, but at the at the end of it, and and dude, he's so good at like flowing and like okay, that that's the end of the experiment. And he go and he he then goes back to Jimmy Kimmel. It's so interesting Damn. because he literally plays a role for two minutes. He uses the tactic, and then and there and he literally goes and see Jimmy like that, that's how that, that's how you do it and whatever. And I'm like, geez, like that quick. And one one guy from the crowd yelled like, "You're hot, right?" Like <laughs> she was trying. I think she said she was. Loyal, I think on time, and she paused, and that's when the guy said, you're hot, right? And then, but she gave another one, and they were good, like, things that described her that were not physical attractions, because his thing is like, you know you're hot, I know you're pretty, or whatever, so you, as the male, or, and he says it works vice versa, too, Mm -hmm. and you, the female, like, you already know that, so get in, you know, face, in my, my terms, get into the head. And I do that with everybody, which is an interesting parallel that I have that I take to a general form that I, I haven't used it on, you know, a girl, right. you know, but maybe in essence I'm, I am because I, I do that habitually now. You know, yeah. I'm, I ask, hey, how's your day or how's your weekend? Or, especially today, today's Monday. You know, how's your weekend? And then we go from there and I see how your weekend was. Oh, it was bad. Oh, why? Like, what, what was, you know, what, what, what happened? Oh, it was great. Oh, cool. What did you do? Did you get to see your mom? You know, you, you, you branch. So then, dude, Neil talks about all that. And it's interesting how, of course, how he uses it, and the tactics still fall true for anything trying to develop conversation. Right, man, that's so interesting. I feel like I need a lot of that. I I need to learn how to really develop conversation because, depending on the person, I I can be good at it or I can be bad at it. But I I want to you know be able to to work with both. If, with you know if if the people that I would naturally be bad with, conversing, I I want to know how can we do this and. And strengthen that that not necessarily a relationship, but but give more value to the conversation, not just kind of small talk exactly. for no reason. Exactly, and that's why that's the cool thing that I that I like is the value. I talk about value. We talk about value all the time. Yeah, it's like yeah, get beyond that small talk. And I'm always interested in getting beyond the small talk. I'm like, I want to know you. I want to see what you're about. And like, I'm probably gonna study Neil Strauss a little more just to get that because he he gives some good tactics. Anyway, I found I found the quote of what he told Jessica Alba. He said, "If you're beautiful, so what? Name three things about yourself that would want to make me want to get you want to get to know you better. Like, what would they be?" And he, she she gave him like, "You know, I'm on time. I'm loyal. 
and um, I, she didn't say humble. She said something else. Anyways, mm-hmm. so then his the the definition is like have someone who's not interested in you sell themselves to you instead of you trying to sell yourself to somebody to by impressing them or trying to impress them. So say that again. Someone who's not. Okay, let's let's say you're interested in somebody, right? Okay. So what you do, and this goes back to the CT theory. Mm-hmm. It's so great. So. Yeah. Normally, doesn't make sense. Exactly, it doesn't make sense. So let me. Exp- That's why I'm asking you to repeat yes. it because I was like, wait, 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 wait. So let me get through this again. So you're interested in girl A, right? Okay. And you're 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 com- you're conversing with her. And it seems like things are going well, but you're trying to impress her. So instead, you have them try to impress sell, me. Sell themselves to you. Gotcha. And you, the only way you can do that is by asking questions or asking the, and, and to get deeper, to ask the right questions. So it's have someone who's not interested in you sell themselves to you. Interesting. Super. Interesting. Super. And like, for you females that are listening to this this, this uh, episode, like, yeah, like, it, it's very uh, tactical, but... What I will argue is that if a guy's willing to do some research and do and do this to get to know you, it's worth it. I th- I he I think he's giving you some value, so you might want to give it a shot. That's what I say, cause I for me personally, over the small talk. Now guys, be smart too. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't don't. There's there's also a, also a limit. Like he talks about uh, how did he talk, like getting a girl's phone number? Like they'll talk. Oh, he'll talk about a friend function. And he's like, hey, if you want information, you should text me. He won't say, hey, can I have your phone number? He'll say, like, oh, this event's going on Saturday. All my friends are going to be there. You should bring some friends, whatever. But he's still talking one-on-one. Right. So, th- his, so his thing is, like, uh, you should text me. Not say, hey, what's your number? No, hey, you should text me, like, you know, if you want to if, if come. That's all. He did, that, that's it. If she, doesn't repl- if she doesn't respond, if she doesn't respond, or maybe responds in a not negatively, but just says no or or no or just subtly, not in a way not that int- will get you her right, number. Right, exactly. Then he leaves it alone. Like you don't bother with it, right. and that 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 makes sense because it saves brain energy, it saves brain function. Then you beating yourself up over like, oh, should I, should I ask her for a number? Like I don't know, if, I don't know if she's interested or not. It's like no, you just yeah, you you develop Damn, those that's things, so good. dude. It's <laughs> so and I mean maybe these, maybe. <laughs> Honestly, like, maybe these are things that are a little obvious to other people, but personally, I'm just so bad at the dating <laughs> game type of deal, so, like, and I'm and I'm pretty bad just socially in general, right? Yeah, so you're if you if you notice the intronaut, <laughs> intronaut for a reason. Yeah, so I'm I'm just kind of socially awkward and, and really bad with some stuff, and not on purpose, but, uh, you know, things just happen or, or they don't, um, so, like, like I said, I think, like, maybe some of the things may, might be obvious. Yeah. Like, you know, when you said it, hey, we'll say something. Like, you know, you should text me. Well, damn, that's genius. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like, like, at the same time, like, this is wi- widely known already. But, you know, it just kind of, it was new to me or, or it's just, you know, genius mm-hmm. to me because I don't, I don't do right. it. Right. I don't think you, about and it. And then what's so important that Neil exemplifies is, like, just the wording the arrangement of words. So it's not, Man, you know, anything. That I believe in. I, I truly believe that the wording of things can have a big impact on, you know, the messenger or or the the react the reaction that you get. The reaction you get, yeah. And then, so I watched, oh, go ahead. You said something? No. Oh, I think you said something. You said like, damn. No, I'm still, yeah, I'm, like, still, I'm still reacting to all that. <laughs> so I watched another video, and this one's, uh, I, I believe it's titled a pro, uh, how to uh, 
how to get over approach anxiety. And and this was this is the only point I wrote down because he 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 talked several. It's like it's like a nine minute. It's super short. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked about the Neo videos. Like they're all like generic like like third party videos that that I guess people have uploaded mm-hmm. from seminars. But because I know I have this is. And when Eddie comes back, we're, we're, I'm gonna bring up the sugar thing again. <laughs> I'm gonna but like just clo- to close out that final thought of the sugar thing. Anyways, yeah. but. I, cause I've mentioned this on the podcast where, you know, I talked to myself very poorly and starting today I, I flipped it and it's helped me just not want like sweets or crave like things. So, so the approach anxiety, how to deal with it. The main point that I wrote down was start treating yourself the way you want the person you're approaching to te- to treat you. So not, don't treat yourself the way you want to be treated. No, the person that you interested in. let's say like girl that you're, you're interested to impress, in that you're yeah to yeah yeah whatever whatever that is yeah. if you don't if you can't talk to yourself appropriately you you can't expect somebody else to do the same to you if yeah. you don't respect it. and that goes back to respecting yourself which we talked maybe we haven't talked about but that's one of those general virtues that we i think we can we know about right you know because it, it it does tie into treat yourself the way you want to be treated but this one takes it a step further with like you know you can't expect someone to treat you with love, if you can't love yourself, yeah. in this case, if it's a female or, or you know, in girls, you know, spouse, whatever. But that was what I took away from anxiety approach, and to it, I'm like I said, I worked on it. But I will tell you, during my lunch break today, had a great lunch, and uh, and like in my head, I'm, I'm I didn't I didn't contemplate whether or not I was gonna buy candy. I wanted one, I wanted to buy one, but I didn't. But then I said, you know, and people probably sound think I sound like a loony. If it, if it doesn't make sense, then that's perfect. <laughs> I don't want it to make sense right now. I want it to make sense later. Is, you know, saying, hey, you know, using the approach anxiety, using this anxiety approach of, like, you know, how do I want to be treated by someone that I care about? Or if I'm interested in somebody, how do I, how, how do I want it? So I, so I did that. And I feel like it, it helped, you know. With it, with also like I drink more water. You know, I did also the actual physical movements too, yeah. not buy that candy, but I did start using this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens. You know, see 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 where it goes because um, it's definitely not in my ballpark to talk to myself nicely. Hmm. Never thought about it that way. Like this approach, like or this yeah, idea. Yeah. Sounds very very interesting. Then again, everything Neil Strauss right now <laughs> sounds kind of mind blowing, yeah. right? Yeah, you. I well, like know. I said, that's probably because that's probably like my my weak point, you know. That's fair. The yeah, the, the social aspect. Well, yeah, of the social of aspect. Generally speaking, and some people don't believe me when I tell them. They're like, "You?" It's like, "Well, yeah," because you know, depending on the person, I I can be better about things. Yeah. But generally, I'm not. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to to move from <laughs> as far as like Neil Strauss, like from all the business we I talked about into yeah. Neil Strauss. <laughs> yeah. Because Neil Strauss, to me, it still ties into the generic foundations of you know communicating and all everything with human being and human interaction. And one thing that Gary Vee talks about on one of his recent, I think, Instagram like snippets that he's posted was where he's not investing into things; he's investing into people. And I think in a more, I guess, literal sense, that's what um, 
That's what Marcus Limones does. Mm. Who's that? He's a entrepreneur that doesn't invest in the stock market. He invests in small businesses. Mm, yes, okay. Remember? Okay, remember. Yes, I do yeah, remember. We, we've talked about yeah, it. Yes, yes, yes. So that's what he does. He doesn't have his money in the market. He has his money in other people, and they're making him money. But with his kind of guidance and leadership. Right, and right. He, when he implements his, his templates for a successful business, he owns he owns the he has ownership, he has stake in the companies and you know, of course, they they generate him money, but right. he doesn't have his money in the market. He has his money in people. That's so awesome. Hey, what did you think about the a thousand true fans? I mean you you briefly told me over tech, but I feel like we we can probably elaborate here, like over like conversation. I think it, it's well, like I told you, it was a very to me. It's kind of like a one of those one of those things that once you read it, it clicks, it makes sense, and it's simple. But you just kind of never really give it much thought before. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it was almost like the the objective of of that. In the past, I probably would have overcomplicated it, and then when when I think about it after reading it, I was like, yeah, no duh, like. Really, all you need is a thousand fans, and then you kind of like set the the goal, what you, how much you want to make off yeah. of them, and yeah. and you're golden. Right, it makes right. perfect sense. <laughs> so in generally, so awesome. generally speaking, yes, like it, it's it's one of those great ideas that is not that complicated. It's, you know, it's simple. Super simple. Simple and but you know, genius. Uh, An in- interesting dichotomy that I thought about on Saturday after me and you met up and then later on in the evening because in Awaken the Giant Within Tony Robbins mentions oversimplifying sometimes and I think that oversimplification can also be the detail you know I think it could be, I, could, I think it could be connected to that detail that you're that's so specific that you're thinking about but yet you're, you're still missing the broad range which you can do getting too detailed and getting too simple getting too simple that makes sense, and I'm only bringing this up very generally because it just—it's to me—it's still kind of tied in where you talk about it's simple. To me, it's like it's simple enough. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was too simple, I it then you'd probably, be missing information. You'd be missing, exactly, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be missing yeah, context. Sense. You know, where you get too detailed, then you're too far into the hole. You know, too far into the rabbit hole, you right. can't see the picture. Yeah, especially if, for you entrepreneurs, if when you kids listen to this or any of uh, any other listeners that are entrepreneurs, you know, that thought of oversimplifying. And being too detailed, you know, yeah. the, the being too macro or being too micro, you know, both the dichotomy, which is my favorite word. Um, to, to, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to read a piece from the Tools of Titan. So it's on page 292, I believe. And it's part of, actually, speaking of it, it's part of Ramit Sethi's profile. It's in, it's in that profile. And to summarize this uh, article that was written by Kevin Kelly... Success need not be complicated. Just start with making a thousand people extremely, extremely happy. And I would say that that summarizes. Now, if you want to read it, you know you can read it. You can go search it up or go buy the book. Um, but yeah, reading it and talk. You know, a hundred bucks per person, dude. Like over the year, it's not even telling you to do it like in a day, in a week, yeah, in a month. Yeah, no, no, no. Over a year. Yeah, just go. You have plenty of time to make a hundred bucks off of one person. <laughs> Now just get a thousand people and 
And then it even says like, well, you know, maybe you don't need a hundred thousand dollars a year. Then you you adjust to that. Yeah. Or maybe you can't get a thousand fans. We'll bring it down to you know eight hundred, seven hundred. You, don't 700. Have it yet. you, don't you have just that, adjust. You don't have or you don't have enough context yet. I, right. That's what I get. You don't so have, you, you don't try have to maturity. make more money off of that individual person because there are less people. So, I know it's definitely made me awesome. m- made me think about that. Yeah. Because it's like, man, and honestly, I tied in like my parents. I tied in Luis. I tied in like Eddie. I tied in you. I tied in like Gonzo and the people that I work with at work at nine round two, because like. If I, if I, um, if I count for time and money with the people that I know so far, like, I think I, I'd reach the thousand quicker, but because I'm, people give me their time and I try to give people my time. It's like, I know Gary Vee has brought this up when you're trying to maybe like kind of get a shout out on Instagram or whatever. It's, it's not, you know, what, just what they can do for you, but what value can you bring to them to kind of incentivize them giving you a shout out, you know? Right. So it's not just, it's not just one, a one way deal. Yeah. So, so that, so reading that a thousand fans, I started, I made, I made my list and I, I titled it road to a thousand. You know, I, I, that's going to be a new, a new segment of my journal and I'm going to keep writing names and see, see what's up. And, um, like I said, right now I have 13 and they include like, you know, my immediate family, like the family that, you know, they literally give me money or they, you know, in this case where I'm in the house and I don't have to pay rent, you know, like right. I, ca- I count that. Like that's 500 bucks. I don't have to spend a month. You know, that's $6,000 a year that I don't have to spend, you know. And so I count for that. I count for time that you give me. I count for time that Gonzo and JJ and all them give me. Uh, Eddie, I work for Eddie. So he pays me. So I count for that money. Nine round, they pay me. I count for that money. You yeah. know, like, and, and if we do the, you know, if we do it, let's say based off the, hundred bucks i'm making plenty off of eddie at nine round you know as far as if we use those numbers yeah yeah for sure you know like that 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 segment's being taken care of you know it's it's enough you know it's enough where people are fiending for like just more money or for you know more materialistic things or whatever it may be that involves money in general i think you know and i'm not even talking financial freedom i think that's different i think financial freedom is different than you know just being hungry for money specifically money yeah and then dichotomy these high school kids and these kids in high school know don't know a damn thing about money and they have they're walking with their yetis and they're walking with their iphone sevens and and i I get the phone thing but i mean okay you know that's that's what we're dealing with i mean right but it, 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 it it makes sense because it doesn't make sense but that's just that's the generation that they're you know that's yeah. what they're doing. I've never said this out loud because I feel like the there's already kind of an ish, an initiative out there, but I I wish there was more financial literacy, either in schools or just kind of like seminars for young people for students. Dude, I thought, dude, oh shit. Okay, so I thought about the same thing for leadership. Mm-hmm. So combining the both, because me and you could do That'd a seminar. Awesome. Yeah. Now to promote that. We need some ground, but it's an idea that I thought about myself in my field. Yeah. And I say my field is leadership. I happen to do music. I happen to do exercise. I happen to help my mom with her Mary Kay business, but I deal with leadership. That's my thing. That's what I deal with. Yeah. And for you, finance. That's what what you're doing right now. That's what you know right now. 
you know, even when you're now you have an account account on Fiverr, you know, doing Excel spreadsheets for you listening listeners. Oh yeah. If you need anything for on Excel done that you just you want to delegate out, Brian, contact Brian. You know, he, yeah, he can do that out. for you. I'll probably leave that at the end. Just give me some time to look that up. And then uh, and I'll leave it in the notes. Do that, yeah. Say so text text me that text me that so I can put it in the in the notes show notes too. But anyway, stuff like yeah, dude, that's so crazy that. But see. For those of you listening, it, that's those are the parallels that we find, but through doing research, through doing things, you know, and I, I just, I just want to see more of it, I guess, for the well-being of like you and your family, not the greediness of like, oh, I want a Maserati, oh, I want a Lamborghini, oh, I want a, you know, five-story house or whatever or mansion or whatever, it don't, whatever, whatever that materialistic thing may be. Um, speaking of non-materialistic things, I'm. Hopefully gonna start my my investing account tomorrow. I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. Hopefully it goes through. Get that going. Finally. Good uh, shit. Nothing. Nothing's yeah. falling yet as far as the market. So it's it's still relatively going up. Um, as far as the year, like right now, I think one of the S and P's is down, but I may go with growth over value. I think that's the better bet, not safer. They're both gonna, you know, it's, it, they're both going up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I, I don't know. The thing is also like that's why that's what I was asking you earlier is like cause I, I just don't know enough details and and I guess I can ask an advisor on their on you know the Vanguard that I'm gonna use, but it still just gives me that ounce of uncertainty you know, that I'm like yeah. oh, you know I I don't know which one to choose. And I feel like I I of course I I've heard these concepts before in in school, and at that point I made my decision that I'd probably like a value growth you like value but but that's just me even though it's kind of like well yeah because you're not receiving anything like i said you don't get a dividend because the company's just reinvesting their their income um but it allows for for growth now choose wisely what companies you you'd rather do that with i guess make yeah. sure like do your research and if it's a young company then the potential's there yeah if they're kind of established and maybe plateauing then you don't want them to not that you don't want them to yeah. but maybe it's not as smart for them to be reinvesting their money in themselves right yeah maybe I, pay you a dividend that's the thing like for the s&p 500 like they're involved with apple and google and all you know all these big companies so i think apple consistently reinvests yeah i think that makes sense um so so is that how that works like you let's say i go with s&p 500 don't they don't they like spread my money like themselves, or how does that work? I well, don't know I don't, I don't know. That's one of the questions I do have. I don't know where, I guess, that the category that you were talking about, I don't know if that's something like, because I think from what I understood from your picture, it was one of the differences was a category, right, mm -hmm. from two, and it was asking you to buy one of two or? Uh, it was, well, on the category, one was value and one was growth. Right, but at the top I saw that you could buy either one. You know what I mean? I think it was just like the number here. Let me, let me pull it up. Where's my phone? Yeah, there was, I guess there's, it's two, and one was Vanguard S&P 500 growth ETF. The other one, Vanguard S&P 500, I'm guessing it's value cuts off. Yeah, it's just a value so ETF. It's one's growth ETF, one's value ETF. Right. So I'm thinking that maybe depending on which one you choose, it'll it'll give you like a a blend that, that fits that category. Okay. A okay. A blend of okay. Companies. I see. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know I see what, what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. That makes sense. And that yeah. I 
I trust your judgment. Like I, I've said this before, like, as far as like your judgment, Luis's judgment. You know, I trust you guys' little intuition way more than not more than mine now because I'm changing. I'm trying to I'm trying to adjust my self thoughts. Right. But I do have okay. I just have it on a high. You no, know, I have it on a high seat yeah, yeah. in my in my thought process. Thought processes. So yeah, that's that's, that's the goal. Hopefully, I mean, I'll find out right now if I'm gonna be able to do it tomorrow. I'll find out right now. Okay. <laughs> I should have if I have the cash here. I would inv- I'll uh, deposit in my savings. Now I, I guess that's another thing I need to find out if they'll if they'll take it out of my savings, or if I can or if I have to or if I have to put in my my checkings, my checking and do that. Either way, doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. I just I just wonder. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't matter as long as you have the information right? to the account. Yeah, that's that's what I figured too. I'm like, well, if, I, if everything's correct, it shouldn't matter. Still going, they're going, they're going to take it. You know, whatever. Right. Not a big deal. But ah uh, oh man. I'm looking. I'm. I'm. I'm stoked for all the fluctuations that are gonna happen with that money. <laughs> you're you're stoked for that roller coaster. Yeah, ride. yeah. It, it's it, dude. It's that sense of adventure, though. Like, but yeah. through through watching grass move. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Because regardless, bro. Like, S, and and I remember you mentioned this maybe like two three episodes ago, maybe, where you had said you know that that the S and P five hundred is gonna fall soon or it's gonna fall eventually. It's like well that makes sense. It's it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. There's a there's always a correction or there's a correction at least once a year, and the bears happen every so often. Now we, ha- we now we've been in a bull, which means we're going up for the past like eight nine years, like going on nine years I think eight years at least. Well since the since the crash since the crash, once it started redeveloping late I think oh nine, mm-hmm. is when it started growing and it hasn't stopped. So it's been that long you know oh nine to now so eight years. Uh, Almost to the, almost to like the month, basically, the qu- almost to the quarter um, of growth. So it's coming. So that's when when you said that, it's like, well, yeah, that that makes sense to me because Tony Robbins mentions it mentions it in the book. So I was like, okay, having that mental preparation has done a lot for me though. Like that, like uncertainty yeah. is like, oh yeah, that makes sense what you're telling me. Like I'm not scared. Like I know it's supposed to happen. I know I'm also going to grow. And and it's so funny because the psychology. Because I was doing this today on purpose is why I clicked like the five year graph and I clicked the day graph. And I click the five-year graph, and I click the day graph, and I click the five, and I just going back and forth, and it's like, don't look at the. Day. And I said this before, like, do, if you when, when you invest, do not look at the day graph. Look at the look at the five-year graph, and as long as it's going up, you're good. I I did that too. Um, at some point in college, I, I was doing that a lot, but only to actually kind of reassure myself <laughs> how how little the day graph matters or the week graph yeah, or the yeah. month. Yeah, yeah, it does Because you can, yeah, on, in the day or in the week, you can see it, like, going up. And then maybe you look at the, at the five-year and it's been kind of coming down yeah. or vice versa. Yeah, because uh, to add on to this is I only – so I'm, I'm, I'm investing my three grand. That's what I'm going to do. And then uh, – dude, I've been haul- – actually, I've been hauling ass, so I'm, I'm par- I'm probably get a little more than three grand invested, which is great, like, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to because I've – just been trying to just haul ass through it, like I've been telling you since I first started this idea, since I read the book. Right. Um, but once I get to ten, probably once I get to twelve, twelve thousand, I'm gonna then go to the full on S and P ETF, which is it's the S and P as a whole. You know, which has the the cool thing about the S and P as a whole ETF is that the also the the fees are less. So you, for the growth and value, you're paying point one five. Mm-hmm. And for the full-on S and P, which is uh, you need at least a minimum ten thousand investment invested, it's a point zero four. Oh shit! So yeah, so like 
Th- see, that's it's like nine I, basis points. Yeah, that's something I learned in the book. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, okay, I know what to look for now. Not just that. And that's specifically why I'm going to life to va- lifeguard Vanguard. <laughs> yeah, you save my life. Yeah, save me life. <laughs> uh, so I'm. Oh man, dude, like that giddiness is like amp. It's amplifying me because I'm just like, okay, I'm. And the biggest thing that I have to say, also, is just you gotta let it sit. You you put it, you keep re- you keep putting in money, but. You know, don't look at that day graph. <laughs> yeah. You know, then Tony Robbins talks about that. You know, talks about you know, the day graph and whatnot. But super stoked for that. Um, next thing that I'm also looking at because of you is the, the the container thing that we talked about. This I haven't I haven't released that episode, so no one knows what we're talking about. What we oh, talked about yet? Right. So I saw one today on 10th Street. Really? But it was more than what I told you. It was like 1,200 bucks for an eight eight by twenty. Dude, I was bad. Well, but there's still a lot of other things. I know. For well, the actual building, right, you know, right, for the right. developing no, yeah, of right, it, right, right. there's other things. But, yeah, there was one there. But, dude, compare that to buying a house, bro. No, no, yeah. Like, oh, dude, like, I, yeah, I thought about <laughs> it. Like, I, I, when that day that me and you were talking about it, that you, that, uh, you didn't send me that because you had already sent me that video. But that I sent it to you the Tuesday I, I called in. Okay, so that weekend. That weekend. Yeah, that's when you watched it. That's when I watched it. And then I, I talked to my dad about it. Because they have the containers at the at the movies. Because they're they're doing that. They were making the oh, yeah, IMAX yeah. and all that stuff. So they have all those containers. I'm like, Dad, my future house. I pointed at the trailer. He's like, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm gonna stack a bunch of those together and make a house. <laughs> like, I, I mean, talk, dude, talk about like fucking childhood fort bu- fort <laughs> building days. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, that's so exciting. And like, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm I, I can't say much more than how giddy I am about that shit. <laughs> like, it's been recorded. Just wait for it. <laughs> yeah, just wait for it because it's not out yet. I might do. I might for that episode actually because I have that one. I still have our like third episode that I have from back in the, like from when we first started uh-huh. that never went up. I might do like a YouTube only thing for that later okay. on in the year. So I I, I might save it for that because I feel like that one's good. So I, I don't want to go too far into this container thing because it will be released eventually. But uh, no, yeah, with all the count with accounting all of uh, the requirements for safety and whatnot, like. Dude, yeah, like absolutely, like we'll get into that ASAP. You know, I was telling my dad about it, and, and he's like, he's like, yeah. And, and when I brought up the, because sa- well, you brought the safety, and then I brought the safety to my dad, and, and he, he's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I'm like, yeah, like it make it makes sense though, because the structure is gonna be flawed, right? And uh, that's one reason why it stays together. Period. You know, they make, when they make these containers. Either way, so we did that, and and then it just kind of got as I started talking about investing. That's like my my thought process for investing. So when I think of investing, I think of not only Vanguard, but I think of the the housing, you know, the housing market, how it's gonna change, and how I'm like really looking forward to it. Like I'm looking forward, and this is pretty cool, maybe insight to my thought process. I'm looking forward to seeing to being a part of it, not just watching it happen, because I feel like we can do something there. Yeah, that's my opinion. That's my that's my point of view. I'm very optimistic about that. Very. I think so too. I'm just. I'm just hesitant because it's, it hasn't been done before. And this is kind of my general belief. The pioneers are the ones at most at, at risk and yeah, who will movers. most likely fail. Yeah. Like, like uh, Apple wasn't the first to, you know, produce a, an MP3 player or, like, you know, a mobile music device. Right. It had been done before, and then they just, they just uh, improved upon it. Yep. So that's just one example to... To to kind of support that yeah. idea. Give you a, speaking of going back to Awaken the Giant, support that pillar that idea yes. that I was talking about. You know, uh, I don't want to get too much into that detail only only because I don't have the book here with me in my room, so I'm not gonna go and get it and come back. But 
I can talk about that enough. Cause it, well, actually, when Eddie comes back, I will. We'll, we'll, we're going to dive into that book. Good deal. Uh, for sure. So now we'll wrap it up. Um, and oh, man, dude, we spent like another twenty minutes like talking because <laughs> it's like we just found another spark yeah, yeah. that freaking came up. For everybody listening, hopefully, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, if you ever, and this is also opening up a can of worms because I've said this on my vlog, but if you ever want to like just see us pick each other's brains, like. Hit us like we'll we'll go to Starbucks and just watch us like work if you yeah. want you know like we're a star we're not at Starbucks frequently but but when we, we are but when we go fucking get after it you know take some books take some literature then we just go off on ideas and questions that have come up and I I think I brought up a lot of stuff that came up then and then I brought up, I did bring up a lot of stuff that I talked or I read about today anyways so Brian if you could give your social media did you find your Fiverr thing I did it's <laughs> pretty much the same um <laughs> so i'm gonna switch it up on you guys though this time because you can find me on twitter and instagram under brian alejandro underscore b-r-y-a-n-a-l-e-j-a-n-d-r-o underscore and on fiverr you can actually find me under brian alejandro no underscore so if you need any any help with Excel and stuff like that, go ahead and uh, shoot me a message or just request a gig. Boom, do it. Don't procrastinate. This is one thing I use. Uh, one term I use a lot today. I'm like, don't procrastinate. Do your work <laughs> with the kids today. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so mine, my Instagram and Twitter are the same. They are Andy Walker underscore lead. That is for Instagram and Twitter. And then on Facebook, I know it's forward, sla forward slash Andy Walker lead as well. All to get all together, no no underscore, no nothing. So that's what those are those social media accounts. I am pushing my Snapchat because I kind of I one thing that I'm kind of gravitating to is like it's kind of a little more personal, like Snapchat. Yeah. So like I, I I'm kind of taking that angle. Like on Saturday, I was at my cousin's quinceanera, and then I had my goddaughter. So on my Instagram and every world, I'm like, hey, come to my Snapchat if you want to see my crazy goddaughter, you know, which it was great. But I, I, it seems like I'm not only going to use it for that, but that's what my Snapchat, I think that's what my Snapchat's for, and that's I like about it. Um, the next thing I'm going to probably create within the week is a, a WhatsApp. Okay. So people can contact me if they want to, like personally. Um, of course, there's uh, Facebook. I have Facebook Messenger. Just add me on Facebook. There's uh, Instagram Messengers, Twitter direct messaging. There's so many ways of direct message, but... Uh, I I don't know if I read this from who I read this from. Either way, I read it today or maybe yesterday. But as far as no, it has been it, it's part Neil Strauss. But just that that personal step. I guess that personal feeling, personal sense. And oh, the challenge coming up for nine round, like our challenge. So I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to give. I really don't want to give my phone number out. Like I really don't. Like it's nothing against anybody, but guys, like I don't I don't want my personal phone turned into a business phone yet. It's going to. I, I, I'm just trying to let it sit for now. You know, I'm, right. I'm not looking for the instant gratification of that. You know, So with that in mind, I'm going to create a WhatsApp soon. But for now, you can find me on Snapchat. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all the main media sources right now. I mean, I'm on there. I'm on YouTube now. There's no specific username yet because I, ha I have to read so many like, subscribers and shit for YouTube. So now, mm -hmm. it, I mean, just search up Andy Walker, Andy Vlog, um, or find me on Facebook. Then find the link, and it's all tied in together. Send me an email. I've always posted the emails here on this, on this, uh, on the show notes for this, ep for the podcast. So, 
We will talk next time. Uh, plan on Eddie being here. It's Friday there's a fight, and I want to go to that because one of my jiu-jitsu professors is going to be there. Or coaches, BJJ coaches. He's fighting sat Friday night, so I want to do that Friday. Maybe record Saturday, depending on our schedules. I don't have anything. I'm, we're, I'm, I'm not gigging, so I'll, I'll be free. Uh, but we'll wait till we get there. We'll wait till we get closer and see yeah. what's up. Because I don't, I except I don't have any plan, anything planned, and more so because I have my cousin with me, so I, everything revolves around him when he's with me. So and we we've established that. So that that's what that is. Um, enough blabbering. We will see you next time.